My teacher bullied me and my entire family. So I came up with the ultimate revenge plan to provoke her until the point that she actually swung at me. She busted my lip and gave me a bloody smile. And that's when I took everything from her life. This is the story of how I utterly ruined my teacher's life. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. The town where this happened is a small one and the school I went to is a 70 year old school. My granddad and my dad are also alumni of this school. Let me just start off by saying that the alumni of this school are really successful and the school has a long history of being very charitable and also offer amazing retirement benefits to teachers depending on how long they've worked here. My great granddad donated some of his property to the school when it was being constructed and he was an advisor and part of the school board at this time. The school was an all boys school up until 1996 when they had their first co-ed class and is now a full co-ed school. The school also has all classes from kindergarten to high school split in two buildings. The first one houses kindergarten to fifth grade and the other has the classrooms for sixth grade to twelfth grade. So this is where part one begins. Teacher versus dad. The incident. Said teacher, we're going to call her MD, was my dad's math teacher when he started high school. She was a young woman just finishing her teaching degree and was a master's in math and chemistry. At that point, she was the most qualified teacher the school had. Unfortunately, MD was also a nasty person. She walked into the class and the students were expected to be sitting in ready mode, back straight, legs together and hands on their laps with only the needed textbook and a pencil to take notes on the margins. The class was expected to greet her with a good morning, good afternoon when she walked in and she assigned tons of weekend homework. She would simply stop teaching for the entire hour long class if one person without having asked to speak spoke. You couldn't drink water without her permission, couldn't go to the restroom unless she finally saw your raised hand and asked you to speak. There were multiple cases of people complaining about that, but with her being the most qualified teacher there, the school board didn't take action. Instead, they supported her by saying that this would help discipline the students. But this is not even the beginning of it. Her exams were incredibly hard, and with the classes being full of teenage boys, they would talk, and even one of them doing so would cause her to stop teaching and not teach until the next class. She would then lecture on a different topic, completely skipping that part of chemistry. Suffice to say, before finals, the entire class was in a panic state, trying to self-study enough to at least pass the class. My dad ended up getting 41%. Our education system said you failed the class if you had under a 40%, so he was relieved that he passed. But when he went through his answer sheet, my dad noticed that his totaling was incorrect and that he had in fact a 49 on that test. He raised his hand and after about five minutes or so of him just sitting in his seat calmly with his hand raised, he was called on and MD asked what the problem was. My dad told her that there was a totaling mistake in the final and that he actually had a 49. This somehow offended her. Instead of calling him forth and checking his paper, MD decided that it was simply impossible for her, a master's in math, to make a mistake in something as simple as addition. She waved him off and my dad was shocked, but she just calmly turned to the next person with a question. My dad, on the other hand, was not happy. He walked up from his seat, which was basically considered a crime in her class, and put the paper on MD's desk and started totaling his points loudly. MD incredulously watched him do that and was at a loss for words, though when he was finally done totaling, you could see her face was flushed and she was furious. She looked furiously from the paper to my dad and then back to the paper and then suddenly a cruel 
cruel smile appeared on her face. Okay, I see the mistake, but that's no excuse for this behavior. This awards a subtraction of 10 points from your final. The class that was amazed at the first sentence went back to having a grim look, and my dad stood there, jaw dropped, that he now had 39 points and had failed his class. Instead of responding and making the situation worse, he simply took his final, packed his backpack, and left the classroom. He went and spoke to his granddad, who was on the school board, but he said he couldn't do anything since grades were completely in the hands of the teacher as far as he was concerned. My dad took his loss and decided that revenge was not worth the trouble and switched classes. He dropped chem and took up econ, and that was the last interaction he ever had with his teacher. Part 2. Teacher versus my brother and I. My younger brother is two years younger than me, and so when I was a freshman starting high school, my younger brother was in 7th grade. We had an auditorium under construction and the library was newly renovated, so a teacher was assigned to chaperone the younger class students at the library. My younger brother's class unfortunately had MD as their chaperone. My dad had specifically instructed me to be very careful around MD, and I was on the lookout, but my younger brother had no idea just who he was dealing with. Before summer, our library allowed students to take any two books of their choice for the break, so when my brother walked past MD to the librarian and was stopped by MD, he was really confused. He had an Enid Blyton book and a copy of Backyard Science Experiments. Both my younger brother and I are really good at science-related topics, and he had been waiting for summer break to do some cool science experiments at home with me. MD said, Wait a minute! What book do you have there, B? B, my younger brother, said, A storybook and a backyard science book, ma'am. And what do you think you're going to do with that backyard science book? Turning to the other library staff, I taught his father. No brains in there. You would have no idea what to do with this book. Leave it for someone who does. And with that, she snatched the book from his hands and walked away. The library staff giving awkward laughs behind her. When he came looking for me, crying, I was furious. I was a really popular guy at school. I won quizzes and debates and represented the school in national competitions. My friends and I literally had an entire showcase of trophies at school with our names embossed on it. And most teachers loved us. Man, the vice principal of the school and our group were on first name basis. He chaperoned us on all the competitions we represented the school in. But when he told me what had happened, I was dumbfounded. I had no idea how to react. But for the moment, I went to the library and got another copy of the backyard science book to console my brother. But then we were out for summer vacation and I didn't think too much of it. Side note, in the summer, we attended a science summit and my school friends and I won prizes for having the most efficient hydraulic gear based pulley system and the second fastest chemical fuel race boat. This was before I ever took a high school chemistry or physics course. This was announced in school assembly the first day after summer break. When we came back for fall, I had a chem class with MD the first day of school. This was also right after the assembly where my group was given the award. So we go to the chem lab and MD is one of the lab instructors setting up an experiment designed to liberate hydrochloric acid fumes in a gas flask. Some moments passed by and we could see that some mistake had been done as there was no reaction in the mixture. It turns out the zinc granules were impure and rusted, but MD somehow got the idea that turning on the Bunsen burner at full blast would help the experiment. After collecting the gas for about three minutes, which is two and a half minutes too long since hydrochloric acid fumes are toxic if inhaled, she is satisfied. She then pulls up the flask to show the class how we do experiments. The cherry on top is when she opens the flask and brings it uncomfortably close to the girl beside me. MD says, Does it smell 
pungent? The girl awkwardly smells it and jerks away. To someone who has no clue, that would be a plausible confirmation, but I knew that it was complete horse doo-doo. I could see that the girl knew about pungent fumes and cringed away on reflex and not because it was actually pungent. I don't know why I did it, but at that moment, I snorted loudly. MD instantly zooms in on me, walking toward me with her face contorting into an ugly expression and she goes, Something funny you'd care to share with us? I knew I messed up, but I was also angry. This person in front of me had bullied my younger brother and my dad. I remembered that and suddenly all my verbal sensors were shut down. I told her, you and I both know that she didn't smell anything pungent. That experiment you just did was a failure. Oh, you think you know more than me? She turned to the class. He thinks he knows more than me. You know what? I'll step down. Why don't you teach the class, Professor OP? I said, oh, absolutely. To the absolute shock of everyone watching, I walk up to the podium and while maintaining eye contact with MD, I say, first thing to remember, class, turn to experiment one of your lab textbook. Read the warnings. The gas is pungent and also poison. How dare you? Has no one taught you manners? This is no roadside shack and you will do well to remember that. Else you're going to have a couple of broken bones. This was originally in a different language, but if you want the exact translation, it was, I'll break your limb and feed them to you. She is absolutely furious, grabs me by the hand and proceeds to drag me to the principal's office. On the way there, we cross the vice principal's office and he sees MD dragging me away and runs out. The vice principal says, what's going on here? Before I can say anything, MD starts ranting to him about how disrespectful and unacceptable my class behavior is and is heaving by the end of her spiel. The VP gives me a searching look and then responds with, go back to class MD, I'll deal with him. We head back to his office and he offers me a seat and a glass of water. Then he says, Now what actually happened in class, OP? He asks with a sigh. I tell him exactly what happened. Once he hears my side of the story, he looks at me incredulously and asks me if I really went to the podium and started lecturing the class. I look up and see the gobsmacked look on the VP's normally reserved face. Imagine someone who looks like a male Minerva McGonagall being completely shocked. I couldn't stop myself. I started with a snicker, which then turned into full-blown laughter. I laughed until my stomach hurt and my eyes teared up. To my surprise, the vice principal was also smiling wildly at that. He shook his head and that reversed his expression back. I know what happened there had you concerned for class safety, but that is no reason for such disruptive behavior. Aside from that, I'm going to personally investigate what happened in that class. And if MD is found to be intentionally forcing students to inhale harmful chemicals, she will be sacked immediately. Oh, and you're supposed to hand over a written apology to MD about this behavior. Now get moving. <sighs> I sighed and headed back to class and I really thought that I had ended MD's career. Oh how wrong I was. She changed the story so it looked like she had purposely done the experiment wrong and was about to reprimand that girl for inhaling what could have been a harmful chemical. MD pulled one on me and had me look like I was just an insolent child who thought that he knew everything by reading a chapter of the book and here I stopped myself. This event was me just going in head on with the teacher who had been in the school for longer than 35 years. Which brings us to part three, pro revenge mode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, I knew that I wanted to help my brother, but I needed to get rid of her. My dad knew about what happened in school and he wanted me to not engage with MD. He said it wasn't worth it, but by now I was in the game. She had played her card. It was my turn now. I don't know what made it so that she had such a problem with my dad and my younger brother. They were quiet and hardworking students. I felt she had something against our family and I was convinced that my younger brother would have to deal with the problem if I somehow messed up and got expelled or made a worse enemy out of MD. This was war and I had a new plan. I started to act really sheepish around her and made it a point to stay back after class and ask her questions in the most polite way possible. I was the kid who was guilty of not understanding the plans of elders. I portrayed myself as an amazing student who MD had succeeded in humbling. I slowly but surely made my way into the category best described by the term bootlicker. It hurt me inside to do it, but with what I had planned, if this went well, it made me lightheaded with anticipation. I was in it to win it. I conceded defeat in a fight to to win the war. Two years later, I'm in junior year. My brother just started high school and he was taking the chemistry class with MD. I was the highest scorer in chemistry and was a pet to MD. She had started to like the version of me that I had portrayed and made me the lab assistant for that year. Two of my best friends knew what I had planned. Everyone else in the class hated me for being the teacher's pet and getting straight A's when the next highest grade was a B-. Everything was going according to plan. On the first day of class, I replaced her stool, one of the three-legged ones, with a broken stool. This was supposed to be the first in a series of pranks that would hit her that day. She came to class and went to take her seat and boy, she fell. Well, she somehow hit her hand on the wall and cried out. Yep, that must have hurt. She was definitely overweight and it couldn't be traced back to me. I smiled on the inside as I rushed to her and helped her back up. I ran and fetched her another chair. While inside, the freshmen were trying their best not to laugh. When I got back from the room that had the extra stools, I walked into the side of her screaming like a banshee. But what got me furious was that she was screaming at my younger brother. Apparently, she had said something like, stupid tools and stupid lab assistant fools. To which my brother had responded with, it's not my brother's fault you're too heavy for the stool. Though I loved him for it, he really needed to learn where to come to my aid. But then I didn't do much. I just replaced the chair while silently trying to communicate to my brother to calm down. Nothing else of concern happened that day till the time when school was over and the teachers were heading back. Stage two was in motion. We heard a loud bang and immediately the 
large crowd of students nearby all headed towards the teacher's car parking lot. We saw MD's car smoking and the exhaust blown right off. Keep in mind that it was an older car and we had decided to block off the exhaust with clay. Clay that had hardened over the course of six hours on a sunny day. Well, that car had to be towed and she went home with some other students that day. She didn't show up to school for two days after that, but she did show up to school on the third day, which was a half school day because our country celebrates Teacher's Day. It is a tradition that students go to their teachers, current and old, and wish them the best, give them cards, gifts, etc. This was by far the most ambitious prank pulled in the school that I know of. The two days she was absent, we went around telling everyone not to visit her on Teacher's Day. It helped a lot that my friends and I were some of the most popular people in school, and with the other cool guys and girls agreeing to that, we spread the word and got confirmation that no one from the entire class in my year was going to wish her well on Teacher's Day. But what actually happened was something that nobody could have expected. I guess it could be because we acted so fanatical about it that our classmates spread the word to all their friends and no one, not a single person in the school, went to her on Teacher's Day. It was the most amazing feeling of accomplishment I have ever had. She had made the situation herself by being the nastiest person I've ever seen. It was no surprise people were fine with doing this to her. For the first time in 70 years in our school, a teacher had not a single well-wisher on Teacher's Day. Well, things are never perfect, and as it so happened, word of what had conspired got to her. The next day, I had just set up the lab. The freshmen were getting settled in, and here comes MD, anger radiating from her in waves. She walks up to me, and I get the hardest slap I have ever gotten in my life, right across my face. I hate to admit it, but that left a blue mark on my cheek, and my nose and lip were bleeding. My younger brother, who saw that happen, ran towards me, but my shock slowly subsided, and I smiled a bloody smile that probably scared him. I told him to get the vice principal. 20 minutes later, I was in the school emergency room with a nurse wiping my lip and holding a cloth to my nose. The vice principal comes in with the principal and two cops in tow. They tell me my parents have been informed and asked me if I would like to talk about it now or when my parents are here. I say that I can answer their questions as soon as I get my lip bandaged. So I tell them about the cases of bullying against my brother and I and also tell them that she is a really incompetent teacher. I tell the principal that he could check the school average in science subjects. And sure as I guess, in the average scores in the national exams, our physics and biology scores came in at 92 and 90, with chemistry at a surprising 79. Topping that off with the salt charges, she lost her license to teach two years before she retired, and with that, lost amazing retirement benefits that the school offered. Her car also had no insurance. Huh. That's not all though. One could ask, what could be worse? Well, consider this. The fall she had off the stool ended up with her going to the hospital for an x-ray of her wrist and hip that she suspected might have been broken. Well, the wrist sure had a hairline fracture. The hip was fine, but well, the x-ray showed another thing. I don't think it's normal for anyone to laugh when someone is diagnosed with stage 3 cancer, but I did. Also, I later met with her only living family member, her nephew, who had long cut all contact with her but had been contacted by the police in the hospital. That's where I found out the truth. Well, I never could have guessed what I found out there. MD's mom was my great-granddad's niece through my great-granddad's younger brother who had stolen money from the family and tried to kill my great-granddad. Well, he was disowned and no one knew this entire time. Well, not that anyone would care. I'm just happy that this nasty woman is out of our lives for good this time because apparently she died last year with no one by her side. So am 
I the jerk for how I got my revenge? This revenge went deep, and when he coordinated everyone to not visit her on Teacher's Day, he must have known that something was going to come of that, but he probably didn't expect it to be getting his lip busted by his own teacher. I have a feeling that the entire revenge plan was probably going to be a bit more elaborate than this, but when she swung on him, he didn't have to execute his plan any further. That was it. He showed it to the vice principal and the principal. The police come. She loses everything, her retirement, her current license, and this entire war that they've been waging between the two of them. One thing I did wonder is what language the expression that she used comes from. I'll break your limbs and feed them to you. If anyone knows what language that originally comes from, let me know down below because I'm sure it probably just translates weird over to English, but sounds more natural in the native language. And as unlikable as the teacher was throughout this entire thing, I'm sure she probably was really hurt that nobody came to visit her on teacher's day. Not nobody in that one grade, but nobody at all. She might have even cried when that happened and when she found out who caused it, that fear and sadness of nobody being there turned into anger. And anger leads to hate. And hate leads to suffering. And ultimately she suffered quite a lot at the end of this. Because after it was all said and done with no family, no retirement, no vindication, and she had to deal with this assault charge, she ended up getting cancer and then dying. So now that you know the whole story, was this revenge justified or was it going to far. Let me know down below in jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you guys next time.